Greetings, fellow Earthlings, all you beautiful souls out there. I hope you are having a fantastic time. And I just wanted to first start this episode by saying I know it's been five months now since I made an episode. And the reason for that being there's been a lot of changes happening in my life right now. I'll just give you an update on on how I'm doing. So a couple months ago, I was doing a job search. And in case, um, in case you, you are not aware, my goal or my passion, I guess, is to show or help people in the way that I've been helped and heal people in the way that I've found practices and modalities to heal myself and heal myself without the use of any external stimuli and that's the way that I believe I mean I have in my past I've I've turned to things outside of myself for healing and (laughs) I'm sure that most people out there maybe people who are listening to this right now are turning to things right now outside of themselves to to heal themselves and so that's my passion is I want to bring people the healing modalities, meditation, yoga, breath work, tai chi, all of that, and show them how they they can turn inward and heal themselves, or allow themselves to be healed through these practices. So, the reason that I haven't made an episode in a a while is I haven't felt the inspiration. I, I would love to make episodes if I had made an episode over the past couple of months it would probably just have been um half-assed and I really just want to I want to put out quality episodes and I don't want to I don't want to make an episode if I'm not feeling inspired so the reason I haven't been feeling inspired I believe is that my energy has been going to things that have been draining me so I've decided to cut a few things out of my life and dedicate more and more energy on the things that fill me up and the things that I'm passionate about and and um, I'm finding finding more and more every day that the more I focus on my passion the more things open up for me in my life so that being said I know it's it's really hard in this um, society that we live in to even find or figure out what uh what it what the heck is your passion it took me so long to figure out what I love and what what I want to share with the world and the gifts that I have to give I for a long time in my life I felt like I was I was worthless and I felt like I didn't have much to share or much to offer or much to give and it didn't come to me until I took some time to really just quiet myself and listen to what was speaking to me and what was calling to me it's 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 really is a calling and I, I believe that we all have a calling so it, it only takes some time some introspection some soul searching to figure that out but it's really hard when you have so many other things that are draining your energy so like I said that the things that have been draining my energy was the classes that I was in in college and the things and they weren't anything I knew that I wasn't going to be using this um, information in 
my field. And I and then when I did a job search, I found out that the jobs that I'm looking for do not require me to have a college education. So I just came to the conclusion that I was draining my energy and basically wasting time and not entirely wasting that much money because I was going to Blue Ridge Community College so we had a lot I had a lot of financial aid and didn't end up paying nearly anything to go to classes there but I mean this was my this was my last uh, no third semester so I would have had um, like I would have had to take two more semesters at Blue Ridge to complete it and I just know that right now I'm ready to start my focusing on my passion and I'm ready to but now I'm taking a yoga class uh, 200 hour RYT certificate uh, certification yoga teacher class and I already took a meditation eight-week course in the process of also taking classes at Blue Ridge and working at Mass Nutton. So I've been a little bit busy and that's that's another reason why I haven't really felt inspired or had the energy to make an episode recently. So, But anyway, that this is all just uh, an update on how I'm doing and I am doing great right now. So I would love to talk today about lucid dreaming. So what is lucid dreaming? This is one of the, the things that I've been getting into recently. Another healing modality. I would I would call it I would definitely call it a healing modality in, in the realm of meditation and um and all these other things that like I said, you turn inward and you can you can work wonders in your in your general outlook on life and your general well-being overall happiness and and lucid dreaming is definitely um can be used for amazing healings this book called the art of lucid dreaming by claire johnson she has a the first person ever to get a phd in lucid dreaming she said that she did a lot of her research actually in her dreams but anyway um i didn't even tell you what lucid dreaming is. So may, you may have heard the term before, but lucid dreaming is when you are in a dream and you become aware that you are dreaming. So there are different levels of awareness, I, I would say, of lucidity in a dream that you can have. So you can be pre-lucid, you can have the idea that, oh, you know, this this may be a dream. I, am I dreaming? Maybe this is a dream. I'm not sure, though. And then what happens in a, in a dream, most of the time, you, you probably had this before where you're questioning whether or not it's a dream, but you don't get to the point where you know for certain that it is a dream. So if you're fully lucid, you know 100% this is a dream. And so when you are in a dream and you... Be- and you become fully lucid, that is when you can start to have a greater degree of control over what happens, over what you do, over what you see in the dream. Now, it's it's uh, definitely worthy to mention that you don't have a full control. A lot of people will tell you, I know if you've, if you've heard of lucid dreaming, you probably have heard that, 
oh, you get lucid and then you can just do exactly whatever you want. You can go fly, you can go uh, wherever, you can have anything manifest for you in front of you. You, you could go to the moon, you could um, meet the meet the president, <laughs> whatever, you know, but you don't have that much control, or at least in the beginning, because you have to figure out, just like how we figured out the laws of the universe in which we live in, in this physical universe, um, the, you know, the laws of gravity, the laws of physics, all of that apply to us in this world, and we have some degree of control over what we do and what we see, but we don't have complete control. We can't just stand up and go fly, right, in our waking life. And so it's kind of similar to that in the lucid dream. There are, there are like kind of uh, guide, like rules, laws that apply to you in the lucid dream. And one of those being your intention, your expectation. So, for example, if you're in a, in a lucid dream, say you, you become lucid, you know this is a dream, you're swimming in the ocean, right? And maybe you have a fear of sharks, right? So you're swimming in the ocean and you start to think, oh no, uh, I wonder if there's a shark here. <laughs> and then there's suddenly appears a shark. And this wouldn't happen, right, in your waking life, right? If you're swimming in the ocean in your waking life and you think, oh no, there's a shark, I'm afraid I might get eaten by a shark. There's not just gonna, a shark, I mean, most likely there's not going to be a shark that just comes out of nowhere and attacks you, right? But in a dream, it works differently. Your emotions literally manifest immediately what you are afraid or expecting. So maybe you're, you're not afraid. Maybe in a lucid dream, you become lucid and you are extremely happy and you're expecting to see amazing things and have an amazing time. You know, you're going to have that. And it, it just, it, it manifests for you in different ways, though. So that's why you don't have complete control over what happens. It really just depends on your emotions. So if you have complete control of your emotions, then you might have complete control over the lucid dream. But the thing is, most people do not have complete control over their emotions. They have reactions to things, to external stimulus, stimuli, which create certain emotions inside of themselves. And so they, they don't have a steady um, stream of, of conscious control over their emotions, which it is possible to have that, by the way. And so, how to lucid dream? Now that I've gone over what exactly lucid dreaming is, I want to give you a few tips, um, just in case you want to, you're interested in it, if you want to uh, try to lucid dream. Oh, wait, let me see. Let me tell you why. And before I get into how, most important thing is why. You know, why the heck would you want to get lucid? Why, why the heck would you want to uh, be lucid in dream? Besides just being able to do whatever the heck you want, I mean, why? Why? And like, like I said in the beginning of this episode or in the middle of this episode, lucid dreaming is a healing modality. So, you can use lucid dreaming. If, uh, any of you, I'm sure you all have nightmares. I have nightmares. Everyone has n nightmares or quote-unquote nightmares, bad dreams, and dreams filled with anxiety, filled with things that we don't like. 
And so that's one of the things that lucid dreaming can be amazing in, in helping and healing because when we become fully aware, fully lucid in a dream, and there's something that's happening that's making us anxious or afraid, the only thing that we really need to do, and this can be applied in, in our waking life too, if we ever have an anxious situation or, or are afraid or, or experience these negative emotions, the only thing that we need to do in a lucid dream for the entire scene to completely shift is just change our breathing change our emotions and that starts from within so that teaches you how you can apply that in your waking life lucid dreaming is a tool it teaches us many many things about our waking life through waking up in a dream so for example you're in a dream right and you become lucid and there's um, something that's making you extremely anxious say you're in a school I'm giving an example from my own experience you're in a school and you're being forced or I mean you're in a class that's has you taking a test and you've completely forgotten all and that this is just a mild example there's much worse dreams than this but you've completely forgotten every single thing you've studied over the past month and you can't think of any of the answers for the test and you are freaking out but the moment you become lucid, you realize this is not real. This really doesn't matter, right? There's no real significance to this. I'm going to wake up in a little bit, and it's all going to be okay. And if we can apply this to our waking life, too, and see that the, the little things that we get so worked up about, they really have no significance in the grand scheme of things. I mean, think about it. We, we are, are a speck of dust floating in an, in an extreme universe we, and we think our uh, getting cut off on the interstate is a huge problem, right? <laughs> it's just hilarious <laughs> when you think about it. But anyway, um, back, to, back, to, back to lucid dreaming. So you are in this dream, you become lucid and you, and you say to yourself, wow, this is just a dream. There's no reason for me to be uh, freaking out that I can't remember the answers. And then you can totally change the scene and you can just fly away. And this is what happened to me. The first, uh, the first time I got lucid, I was in this situation, right? I was in the test and I stood up from my chair and I asked, hey, hey, teach, can I uh, use the restroom? And she said, yeah, sure. And I walked out the door. And well, this is what I was hoping to happen to me in the dream, which it 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 manifested something that was even more incredible even more healing and amazing in my first lucid dream i wanted to go through the door and what i was expecting to see what i wanted to manifest in front of me was an ocean and i just wanted to 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 go to the ocean and to fly over the ocean right so i i was going to dive i was planning on just going out the door and diving and fully expecting to see myself going to the ocean from the classroom and what happened was I dove out the door and I didn't go into the ocean I just dove into complete light and nothingness and everythingness at the same time it's ineffable which means you can't put it into words but this experience 
is called the Dr. Clay Johnson coined the term the lucid light and that's what I believe I experienced was the lucid light and my first lucid dream which I just completely lost my sense of self my body and I melted dissolved into this light this amazing light filled with love and healing power and it only lasted a couple seconds but it was amazing I woke up feeling on top of the world and yeah so that maybe why you want to try lucid dreaming um and like it's it's not something like oh oh you say oh i want to i want to try like um playing the piano right you you got to you got to learn the scales first so with lucid dreaming it it is uh practice it does take some uh discipline it does take some time it takes some effort and and essentially it takes some motivation so if you don't have the right or if you don't have the why of what why you want to do it then it probably won't happen for you so that's why you might want to do it um if you if you are looking for some healing in your life or you just want to have fun and you want to go experience things but but maybe maybe if you if you really really want a lucid dream find a deep a deep motivation something that that really really encourages you encourages you to keep pushing and striving towards that goal and that's just, that's true for anything in your life if you want to com- accomplish something there should be a deep uh meaning and purpose behind what you're doing right so if you want if you have the why and you want to proceed there's many different things you can do to start on the path of becoming lucid in a dream one of those things being reality checks so a reality check is when you are in your waking life and you do something that in a dream it would allow you to know for certain that it is a dream for example if i were to plug my nose and breathe out in my waking life right i know that this is not a dream because i can plug my nose and i can't breathe right but in a dream if you plug your nose you're not really plugging your nose you're only plugging your dream body's nose and so your actual waking you know your actual body is still in bed and so if you plug your nose and try to breathe in a dream you can still breathe so how do you get yourself to to be able to have the awareness to think is this a dream and then do that in a dream it takes practice that's what takes practice and lucid living which is another term that Claire Johnson the the person who had a PhD in lucid dreaming coined I mean or not coined but she used um lucid living a lot of lucid dreamers use this term it's just having an awareness during your day and staying in the present moment and not being caught up in the narratives that we tell ourselves. So that's what a dream is. It's a it's a narrative we're telling ourselves about things that are happening and we're we're constructing it ourselves. We're constructing our narratives and that's why life is kind of similar to a dream too in that way. So we everything that happens to us we define with these stories and narratives. And when we have stories and narratives they create the dream for us in the dream world. And so when we step out of that story and we become present fully in the moment 
and then we're able to ask ourselves really question whether you know in our waking life you question you think is this a dream and then you do the reality check so it could be looking at your hands it could be plugging your nose I would uh, suggest just search on on the internet if you if you're interested in in a reality check to find one that works best for you plugging your nose works best for me just because I found that that works every single time in a dream if I plug my nose I automatically know and and try to breathe I automatically know when I breathe that this is this is certainly a dream but sometimes I, I can look at my hands and that they'll look kind of funny but I'm not entirely certain that it is a dream um, just because like you can trick yourself too in a, in a dream you can try these reality checks and if you're not expecting it to to become lucid if you're not expecting that it oh this this probably is a dream then your your mind is powerful and it can trick yourself into not perceiving so the reason you're looking at your hands can cue you into being lucid is because everything that you look at in a dream also is physical objects in a dream are not physical they are subject to your perception they are subject to your thought forms they are subject to your emotions and so when you're looking at something in a dream for a long for a, uh, like 10 or 15 seconds it, it is subject to shift and to morph and to to change form because a dream is forms take form simply because of your thinking so that's why in a dream you don't even have to be in uh like you, you're so used to being in your body right in in your waking life but in a dream you can experience what it's like to be completely like you know you could be a fish or you could be a car or you could be a house you could be whatever you want you could be a tree you could be a cloud it all depends on what you're thinking right so okay i'm getting off track here <laughs> how to how to lucid dream there are many many different techniques you can try the wild method waking induced lucid dreaming this that works for some people it never worked never worked for me um, and it can be excruciatingly painful, I'll be honest with you, because the wild method is just simply laying flat, completely still, on your back works for most people, and not moving at all, and trying to stay in that, in that state, and try to stay awake while your body falls asleep, and then you will become lucid automatically in a dream, because you're staying consciously aware through the cycle of sleep through the hypnagogic stage where you see imagery and um, just you see a bunch of pictures maybe from your images from your day that you witnessed or, or just anything that your imagination conjures up for you to witness in that hypnagogic state in between waking and sleep. But anyway, the wild method is good to try and it can bring you closer to lucid dreaming simply because you're bringing your conscious awareness, you're closing the gap between waking and sleeping, right? So you are staying consciously aware closer to the dream state. And if you can do that and bring yourself really close to that dream state and while, you know, maybe repeating a mantra is, is another type of uh, lucid dreaming induction method, which is just saying a mantra over and over again, saying, I am lucid or... I will get lucid tonight, I will lucid dream tonight, I will lucid dream tonight, I will lucid dream tonight. 
And if you do that really close, really close to as you snap into the dream, then if that's maybe your last thought that you had, then something weird happens to you in a dream, right? And you think, oh, well, th this is weird. Maybe this is a dream. And the reason you're able to have that thought is simply because that was what you were thinking of last as you fell asleep. So if you do this correct, if you do this right, then there's there's a good chance that you'll have a lucid dream. But the issue that a lot of people run into, the issue that I run into myself is when you're falling asleep and you start to lose conscious awareness, there's lots of stories and narratives that can pop into your mind. And that's when we can get lost in, in the narratives and then get basically lost in the dream and not have a chance of becoming lucid because we start to think, oh, things that I did today or, or planning for the next day or memories or imagining future events whatever it may be there's something that draws our awareness away from the task at hand which is I want to get lucid tonight right it's extremely hard to focus on something for more than 15 seconds because we have a gold a goldfish attention attention span nowadays <laughs> with uh, technology everything everything grabbing for our attention it's really hard to stay focused on one thing and so, yeah, that, that's something that lucid dreaming will teach you is that it's, it's extremely difficult. If you, if you were able to stay focused on one thing, you'd be able to lucid dream tonight because you'd, 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 um, you'd focus on it as you're falling asleep and then you'd be able to do a reality check in the dream and then wake up in the dream. But the, the way that you can get yourself to condition to do a reality check in a dream is if you are aware of what you've been dreaming, which a lot of people aren't aware of what they've been dreaming, simply because I believe there's lots of things that can disrupt our dream recall. And one of those being, I have a blue light filter on my phone, which blocks out all the blue, blue light coming from my devices. And I have that on my computer too, which I've, I've noticed has been um, awesome in terms of dream recall and sleep in general. So I, I highly suggest doing that at least an hour or two before bed limit the amount of blue light you take in because that does really affect your sleep and your dreams so another thing you can do to increase your dream recall which will help you get lucid in a dream is simply stay in that um, sleepy state when you wake up so don't I mean if you can I know a lot of people stay up late and have to wake up uh, fast and have alarm clocks, right? And they, they get going immediately. But if you get going immediately and you start to think about what you're doing for the day and you start to wake up and, and um, you're immediately your, sub, your mind is filled with like millions of things. That you're, at any moment during the day, your mind, subconscious mind, is processing like a million things, right? You're only consciously aware of like two or three things, right? But there's things that flood your mind. And so when that happens, there's, it's no wonder you lose the short-term memory of your dreams because dreams only stay in short-term memory. They don't get encoded into long-term memory unless you write them down or record them. So that's where a dream journal can come very handy. If you ever have a slightest memory of a dream, the tiniest detail, you can stay in that in-between zone between waking and sleep as you are waking up and ask yourself, where was I? 
what was I just doing? Where was I? What was I just doing? Where was I? What was I just doing? And then just try to clear your mind of all thoughts. Don't think about what you want to do for the day yet. Just allow the dream to float back into your consciousness. Allow it to come back to you. And then once it does, start writing. Start writing it down. And you'll see that if you start to write down whatever you remember, more and more of the dream will come back. You just start with a couple details and, and the dream will start flooding back to you. And then once you start to remember what's happening in your dreams, what, what the dream signs are, what triggers you, what types of emotions are you feeling in a dream, you can bring that into your daily awareness as well. So, for example, for me, a lot of my dreams are filled, have some types of anxiety. Like I said, I was worried about uh, getting the answers right on the test, right? So there's lots of dreams I'll be worried about not having my backpack because I forgot it to go to school. Um, or I'm worried that, I ooh, I forgot my keys. I, I need to drive somewhere, but I forgot my keys. <laughs> and th- this type of thing happens to me in my life, too. So if it happens, say, you know, I, I lock my keys in my car. This happened a couple months ago. I locked my keys in my car. I was super anxious and worried that I wouldn't be able to get, or I would have to uh, pay a lot of money to get my keys out, or I would be stranded for hours. I was anxious. And at that point, I, did a re- I, I actually did a reality check because I knew, hey, this is something that happens to me in my dreams. So if I do a reality check right now, and then the next time this happens to me in my dream, I think I, I'm anxious and I have that feeling which would trigger a, a memory of myself doing a reality check in my waking life, which will make it much more likely for me to do a reality check when that emotion happens in a dream. So that's a great way that you can apply reality checks to your life and don't just doing them randomly. If, at first, when I first heard about reality checks, I was just doing them completely randomly. I was like, hey, if I do a hundred reality checks during the day, then I'll get into a habit of it, right? And I'll do it at night. It doesn't work that way though. It has, I think it, it's much more effective if we connect them to something that's happening already in our dreams. So like our emotions. And we experience strong emotions during the daytime, and then during that time, do a reality check then, and just wait and see. And and I I guarantee it. If you do this, I guarantee you. If you do this for a week or two, you'll have at least a pre-lucid dream where you think maybe this is a dream. I'm not gonna guarantee that you're gonna you're gonna get fully lucid. It might take a little more time for that. Um, I'm not going to tell you that there's a technique that you can do that's going to make you lucid tonight, which you will see lots of you. If you start to look at research lucid dreaming, I I, I'm sure because I've seen them too. You'll see videos on YouTube of people being like, well, do this technique and you're going to get lucid tonight. But it doesn't work that way. Like I said, it's like playing the piano. You got to learn the scales first. You got to put in the time, the effort, and you got to have the motivation. Um, so I hope you have got got something from this episode today and if you're interested in lucid dreaming I definitely highly su- suggest um you just just fill your daily awareness with as much talk to people about it you know it's it's really fun to talk about it's a cool concept to talk about if you talk to people about it during your day you you're much more likely to have a lucid dream basically if you just have it on your awareness on your mind during the day then it's much more likely to happen and here's another thing that I wanted to 
say about lucid dreaming, which is you don't have to control it. You don't have to do what you want to do in a lucid dream. I love to receive messages from my dreams. I really value what my dreams have to tell me about myself. And so it's not always essential for you to, if you get, even if you get lucid to, you know, go somewhere else or do what you want to do, you could just become lucid and sit and watch and see what the dream has to offer or see what's happening. And then when you do that and you're fully lucid in it, you remember much more clearly, much more vividly, you get much more, you get much more insights and you get much more meaning and messages from the dream in which you're witnessing. So it doesn't mean that once you become lucid, you're not receiving messages or you're not getting the full value out of the dream. Basically, you become lucid, you're getting more, you're getting much more value than you would if you were non-lucid because if you're not lucid, you have to spend a whole a whole lot of energy to try to even bring back details or or glimpses of your dream back into the waking life. It's like kind of hazy, right? But when you become lucid, it's like just ha- it's like having a memory just just think of the think of the most amazing memory you've ever had in your life, right? Think of think of maybe your high school graduation or whatever, whatever it may be, or going to the beach for a week. Think about how clear that is in your mind. That's how clear it is for you if you become lucid in a dream. You just you remember it so much more clearly and so much more de- details than you would if you were non-lucid. And so the benefit of lucid dreaming, that's another benefit of it. You don't need to... I know there's a lot of people that value their dreams and take messages from their dreams and don't want to, don't want to change it. And I mean, that's okay too, but it doesn't mean that you don't want to become... that you uh, might not want to become lucid because you can become lucid, like I said, and don't change anything. Just witness what happens in the dream with full awareness. And then you'll be able to remember it much clearly and much better than you would otherwise. So I hope this has been interesting for you. And I hope my you um, have a wonderful day. And yeah, give, give lucid dreaming a try. It's a lot of fun. It, it's so much fun. Flying is fun too. Uh, I just flew a couple times a couple uh, a week ago. And... Oh my, it's amazing. Just seeing the dreamscape from from up above and seeing what your what your uh subconscious manifests for you. It's that's why you don't have that much control over lucid dream either because say for example, I'm flying. I'm not creating it. I'm not like consciously thinking, "Oh, I'm I'm going to see the what what happened was last time I I flew in a dream, I went outside of this third story window and just jumped out of it and started to fly. And what manifested below me was a New York City like skyline and then and then the ocean and and um, I I I like I did not think about this. I did not create this. It was it was uh my it was something beyond me. Like it was my subconscious or something that created the dreamscape that in which I was witnessing. I was controlling what I was doing. I was flying. I was doing something different than I would have been doing if I hadn't been lucid. 
but I wasn't controlling every single detail of the dream. So that's what a lot of people will tell you. If you get lucid, you can control every single detail. That's just not true. Because I, what I saw was, I saw one thing I saw was the moon was not up in the, in the sky like it normally is. In my dream when I was flying, the moon was 15 feet, it seemed like, above the ocean. It was right next to Earth. <laughs> and I didn't think of that. I, I didn't uh, create that. I didn't control that, right? I, I don't know why that happened. I don't know what the, what that symbolizes. I really wanted to go to the moon. That's That's been one of my goals in a lucid dream is to fly to the moon. <laughs> and so I was flying and I was going up, 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 up to the sky, right? I was like, I want to get to the moon. I'm going up to the sky. And then I looked down and I was like, shoot, the moon's below me. <laughs> I can't I can't get to the moon. I'm I'm going up and and now the moon's down and then I tried to fly down and I literally I couldn't fly down. I really wanted to fly down to it and I couldn't. I just kept going up. But you know, that's an example of how you don't really have uh, 100% control over a lucid dream until you get the practice. It is definitely a practice. It takes time and you know, it's a lifelong practice, I believe, and I I'm looking forward to having more lucid dreams and experimenting in the dream world. It's amazing. All right, so have a wonderful day. Bye-bye, everyone.